Is this on? Oh, there we go. Yeah, it sure is. Wow. So how are you this morning? Great. I am so blessed to be here, and I'm so honored. I wanted to say <clears throat> right off the bat, thank you uh, for having me here in your home. And I just want to th- say thank you to everybody that's a part of this church. I don't know if you guys know, but just a really quick backstory. Um, if it wasn't for you and your heart and the way that you give so graciously, I wouldn't be here right now. Um, your church gave years ago to Street Life Ministries and a benevolence that was donated through someone else to help fund me that carried me for two years while the ministry gained ground. And then once those two years was over, we were financially stable to continue to pay my salary to keep me going. And I just want to say thank you for that because you guys put a lot of faith and trust in me. Mary Graves put a lot of faith and trust in me and so did Josh Rowley who I miss dearly and uh, I stay in contact with quite a bit. But thank you so much for your heart and, and the way that you give. Because I'm, I owe that to you, and thank you so much. Just want to say something really quick. You know, Isaiah means God saves. Do you, do you feel how God has saved you? I was listening to that one of those last songs that we were singing where it says, I run and, and I dance and I live. And I just want to say, you know, <clears throat> on July 23rd, Because of the grace of God, I celebrated 12 years clean and sober off of drugs and alcohol. And, uh, yeah. And I'll tell you what, 12 years and some change ago, I I didn't feel like I ran. I didn't feel like I danced. Um, I ran, but I only ran when I saw a red and blue light. And I danced, and I only danced when I was... uh, when I would get something in what was called a commissary note, and that was money on my books in jail. So I'm blessed today that I, I feel free, I feel alive, I have the spirit of the Lord in my life, I have a beautiful wife that helps keep me accountable. Thank you for that, Lord. <laughs> um, but, you know, I was thinking, you know, Pastor Kurt and I met a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about what, uh, what I was going to preach on, and you guys are going through a series right now about justice. Where's God in the justice? And it's amazing to me, but this last week, as I was praying about what I was going to preach about, if anybody has been following the news and been watching things that have been going on around the world, it almost seems as if our world is like falling off its hinges in a lot of ways. And so, I was praying this morning, and, uh, God said to me to, to, to share, share something with you that Mary Graves shared with us on Wednesday that I thought was really appropriate for this morning. It's in uh, Micah 8, and it says, He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does, what does the Lord require of you but to do just and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. To walk humbly with our God. You know, I, I was doing some research, and, you know, how many of you watch the news or read the newspaper as we were just learning about? Okay. In the last 10 years, 
there's a, a, a group of individuals out there that have spent over $38 billion to figure out how to grab our attention. And do you know out of all that money that they've spent to figure out how to grab our attention, do you know what they figured out? We thrive off of fear. We, fr we thrive off of negativity. So they just, they want to pump us full of fear and full of negativity. Where does fear and negativity come from? The devil. I ran and, and I had a lot of fear. But I know that with the Lord Jesus Christ, I don't need to fear. I'm set free from that. Now, I'm not going to close my eyes and close my ears and say that bad things aren't happening. Because bad things are happening. I know that. I'm, I'm impervious to it. I work with folks on the street that a lot of bad things are happening to a lot of people out there. I, I'm, I'm not blind to that. But I also truly believe that God has a lot of good that's going on. A lot of good in your hearts. A lot of great things are going on in this congregation that you guys could take from here every Sunday and go out in the afternoon on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and share that good news. This good news. So I'm going to read Isaiah 61. And then um, after I read Isaiah 61, I'm going to go ahead and share a little bit with you folks and, and see where we can find some justice. Okay? So Isaiah 61 says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to build up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of faith, uh, faint spirit, that they may be called oak of righteousness. I'm going to stop right there really quick. How many of you know that like an oak tree is a solid tree? That's a very, very solid tree, right? If you have the spirit of the Lord in you, if you are asking for Christ Jesus to be the ruler of your life, we are as an oak tree. We are solid in our foundation. But James 1 says that if we doubt our prayers won't be answered. Are you, are you, when you pray to the Lord, do you doubt him? Do you doubt what he has for you? But I, I want to say here that I think, where, I think where I see a lot of injustice and, and, and a lot of things that are, are kind of going wrong, don't, don't really go as far as outside as, as we want to believe it to be. Because... I could sit here and tell you, yeah, there's a lot of horrible police officers out there. Yeah, there's racism. Yeah, there's injustice. Are, are the folks that I work with at Street Life Ministries, are they, are they pushed out of the buses? Are they told to get out of people's restaurants? Or you smell really bad, get out of here. Of course. Right? But there's also a lot of injustice going on right in our own home. There's a lot of injustice going on. How many of you feel like you're distracted Right now. 
caught up in everything that's going on. Nuclear bombs, president, past president, police, political this, political that. Right? Or, or even, even, even closer to home. Caught up like everybody's got to have to work 60-something hours a week just to live here in the Bay Area. Right? You know where I'm really seeing it? I'm seeing it in our kids. They're, they're lost because we're so busy working to try and keep up that they're, that they're lost. My wife and I just, just discovered something that was horrific um, just a couple days ago that I'm, my wife and I feel led to go teach about that's a very injustice right now is that there's young boys and girls that are asking little boys and girls to, to share naked pictures of Snapchat on their phones with each other. And these are kids that are in the Christian churches. Going to the Christian schools. That's craziness. That's injustice. I feel like we, I feel, I don't know about you, but I, 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 I tease about this a lot about myself personally. Maybe this re- might resonate with some of you here, but I feel like genetically, I have a little bit of what's called squirrel blood in my body. Right? Like, you ever seen a squirrel in the backyard just like, Right? You ever seen that? I mean, a squirrel's like this. Just, I think we're all like that sometimes, right? I'm focused on raising my family. I'm focused on being the leader in my home. I'm focused on, on taking care of my kids. I'm focused on my husband. All of a sudden, oh, no, I'm in fear. The world's coming to an end. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. How am I going to pay the mortgage? How am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to do this? How to Stop. Relax. Give it to God. Give it to God. He loves you. He's not going to let go of you. He's not. He's just as powerful as he was before I, when Isaiah prophesied about him. He's just as powerful as his, his 33 years on earth. Is as powerful as he is right now, right here in this room. He's here with us right now. He's watching over all of you. Let me read on here. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastation. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastation of many generations. Strangers shall stand and tend your flocks. Foreigners shall be your plowmen and vine dressers. But you shall be called the priest of the Lord. They shall speak of you as a minister of our God. Let me stop right there. So when I read that, I think to myself, um, I have a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, who he can't, he can't just settle down enough to where he stops working so much. Right? He's always so worried about making that last paycheck. And then his marriage is falling apart because... His, his wife, all she wants to do is just have a little bit of time with him. The kids are being raised by somebody else, right? The whole family's kind of coming apart, and he's so busy trying to make that mighty dollar, and he's idolizing that. And I feel like when I read this, I think to ourselves, how many of us are in that kind of, that kind of position where we're stretched so thin, where if we just let, let a stranger tend your flock, let a, stream, let a stranger, let, someone, let somebody cover you at work. 
let someone, let someone cover you in some of those deeds that you think that need to be done. You know, I've, I've learned over the last few years with, with the ministry, right, that Dave Sharon can't do it all. Right? I know that sounds kind of funny, but in my, my earthly mind, I sometimes think that I've got to do it all. If, it, if I don't do it, it's not going to happen. Right? Well, guess what? If it doesn't happen, then it's not meant to be. Let it go. Right? I just sometimes want to hold so tight to certain things. But you know what's most important? Your home. Your family. Your children. Your marriage. Right? What's the one thing that, God, that, that, that the devil wants to take apart from you? Your marriage. Right? I, my wife and I go through that on a constant basis in our home. We're constantly battling with the devil wanting to get in between our marriage. Little, I mean, how many of you have ever gotten to a fight that's married? What, I'm the only guy in here that's ever gotten to an argument? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm glad there's three other people that were honest enough to, honest enough to say that they got into an argument. I mean, come on, folks. Paul didn't say that marriage was easy, did he? Right? It, was for the faint, it wasn't for the faint of heart. Right? Marriage is tough. And it's bad enough when the enemy gets in the middle of it. Right? I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out that we both, we, we, we think differently. Amen? <laughs> but the thing is, is that at the same time, when we're thinking alike, when we're sharing our goals together, when we're sharing ministry together, when we're praying over one another, when we're, when we're in unity with each other, Man, is the Lord of God just powerful, right? He's just on fire. And I guess, you know what, the other thing is I've noticed that I don't have as much anxiety and worry when I'm, when I'm in unity with my wife. I also, I also know that I don't have as much fear and anxiety when I'm in this. I don't know, I don't know about anybody here, but I, I, I don't know how much you're in your word, but I noticed for me, like I said, with the, the genetic of having a little bit of squirrel blood in me, I probably have a little bit more than a little bit because um, I have ADD, ADD, ADD. And, um, but the thing is, though, is I notice that when I'm in this word, when this is in my heart, man, I feel so good, relaxed. I feel calm, you know. Especially when you turn the turn Facebook on or the news on or you read the newspaper and you're like, oh, wow, man, I'm so glad that I believe in a, a God that's bigger than all that, right? I, I want to get, where's the gentleman that, that was talking about the good news newspaper? Oh, I want to get a subscription of that for sure. Once a quarter? That's good. I hope that becomes once a week. I don't know how many wants it, how many how many of you feel like you need a dose of good news once a week, right? Let me see, where did I leave off here? Um, it says here, they shall speak of you as the ministers of God. Man, isn't that powerful? How many of you want to how many of you want to be the ministers of God? How many of you are the ministers of God? Right? How many of you know? That you are supposed to be the ministers of God. Right? How many of you, when you leave here on Sunday, when you leave here today, I don't know where you're going to go, where you're going to go have breakfast, where you're going to go have coffee, or what you're going to go do. But 
who do you share the word of God with? Who? Who? I don't know your lives personally here, every one of you. But think about it. Who are you sharing the word of God with? Because if you're the ministers of God, then you've got to be sharing his word, his light, out there and not just in here. Because here's comfortable. Amen? This is very comfortable in here. I, well, except for me right now. <laughs> I told my wife, you know what's really funny is, is you know, I, I, I preach all the time at Street Life Ministries. Right? My congregation at Street Life Ministries is much different than all of you. Okay? Just a little bit. Right, Bob? But I come in here and all of a sudden I just, everything is just so big church. And I just get so nervous. I was sitting there in the pew like, oh. And I knew when I was getting closer to come up here and speak. And my wife saw, you're going to do a great job. You're going to do a great job. And I'm just like, ah. Because you know why? Because I just want to bring, I want to bring the truth to you. I want to be transparent with you. And I really want you to feel how much the Lord Jesus Christ loves you. You know, I really do. Because he loves you all so much. It says here, he says, you will share and eat wealth of the nations, and in the glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, there shall be doubt, double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrong. So, when I think of that, first off, let's, 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 let's bring this inward to ourselves. What are you robbing from yourself? What are you doing to yourself that's injustice? Like I said a minute ago, I don't know what your lives are like personally. Only you do. But what are you doing to rob yourself that God would be looking at you and say, I, I'm, I'm not pleased with that. Okay. Then, what are you doing outwardly out there where you're not sh being the ministers of God? And then, what are you doing to pray against those who are doing wrong and unjust? Right? Because I don't know about you, but it's really easy for me to go to the gym and get in the locker room and, and hear a bunch of people talking about how this guy in office isn't doing what he should be doing. The guy before didn't do what he was supposed to be doing. And they just blah, 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 blah. We could just sit there. We could just launch, launch bombs at each other. Or this person's not doing that right and this and that. But what am I personally doing? Am I just sitting there and gossiping about it? Am I sitting there just thinking that I'm going to solve all the nation's problems in the, in the locker room? Right? Or am I... Going out and I'm doing something. Am I praying for my country? Am I praying for this world? Am I praying for my brothers and sisters? Because that's what's, that's justice. Right? How many of you here realize that the power of prayer is powerful? Right? So my wife and I are both testimonies to the power of prayer. Right? We're both, I can break your anonymity, right, Sharon? Okay. So we're both in recovery. Right? We both were homeless. Both were shooting dope in our arms. Right? We've both been molested. We both have had a lot of wrong injustice done to our lives. But guess what? We're product of prayer. 
people were praying for us. And look at where we're at, right? I know that the power of prayer works. God is powerful. And he's powerful when we go to him and we bow down and we get in the right place with God. And say, Lord, please, I need your help. And first off, forgive me because Romans 3.23 says that we've all fallen short, right? And if any of you think that you haven't fallen short, let's talk after this, after this morning. We'll talk about that. But guess what? God loves you. He wants to be with you. It says here, it says, their offering shall be known among the nations and their descendants in the midst of the, of the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge them, that they are an offspring of the Lord has, has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exalt in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress. And a bride adores herself with her jewels. For the earth brings forth its sprouts. And as a garden causes that in, in sown. And the sprout and into... into mm, in it to sprout up. So the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all nations. Right? So, you know, if, if think about it this way. Like, we, you know, you've heard the parable of, of, of the seeds, right? Like, you know, when you cast seeds on the ground, right? If I, if I threw a bunch of seeds on this pulpit right now and poured water on it, what's going to happen? Right? I'm going to get Kurt really upset, right? Right? Um, Mary Graves can't get really upset because she's on sabbatical right now. But if, if, I, if I put the seeds in good soil, I give it great lighting, good nourishment, pro proper water, what happens? Beautiful, strong flower grows out of that. Right? What happens when you're in your word? What happens when you're in your word? You're growing strong. You're a beautiful flower. How many of you, and I'm sure a lot of you in here are that person, so a lot of you could look at other people in this church and say, oh, I know a person just like that. But how many of you in this church know someone that every single time you see them, you see they're just radiant, right? They're not, and, and they're radiant because why? Because they're, they're, they're walking with the Lord. And they're just constantly growing, right? They're constantly like that bridegroom that decks herself like a priest. Beautiful headdress, right? I love when I get around people like that. Because you know what? It's very infectious. I love that. I, I, I pray that I can be like that when I get around other people. Not the infectious part. But I want them to, I want them to see Christ in me. I want people to see that, that wow, what is, what's different about him? Why is he different? And not different like, you know, like, oh my gosh, he's so different. Right? Because I used to be, I definitely was that person for a while. Like, uh, there, was a, there was a time that none of you would have invited me in your house. 
there's a time in my life where I would have hoped that all of you would have left your back door unlocked. I heard somebody go, ooh. Not today. I have 12 years clean and sober. I don't have any warrants out for my arrest anymore. Matter of fact, I'm friends with a lot of Redwood City police officers, which I find to be very ironically funny. You know, in my 12 years of sobriety, the one really cool thing about it is I got to go and stand in front of the Redwood City Police Department and the, the, and the Sheriff's Department and make an amends to all of the police officers that I spent time in their back seats or on the hood of their car bouncing a few times. It's a great thing because, you know, what? when we're walking with the Lord, we have that freedom. You know, it's, it's a good thing to be able to walk into a police station and be able to walk back out. <laughs> the first time I went and did an H&I uh, H commitment at the Redwood City Jail at, at downtown in McGuire was the first time I had gone in the McGuire where I walked through the front doors. And I went and I go up in the elevator and I go there and I, and I hear, because I, I get to go, uh, I get the luxury of going behind glass. So, you know, when you go visit somebody in jail, you usually have to pick up a phone and it's between a window. Well, I get to go in to the jail cell on the pod. <clears throat> and, I and I hadn't been on the pod in a long time. And I went in there and all of a sudden I heard the, the door click and it like that. And, I, and all of a sudden I felt this fear like, uh-oh. Uh <laughs> and then when I turned around and it unlatched and I got to go out, I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I didn't have that key before. But, folks, listen. I know that we're, we, we all carry some burden on us right now. I know that there's worry. I know that there's anxiety. Right? From, from wherever you stand in your faith, wherever you stand politically, wherever you stand with what's going on with our world, our country. I know we all... We all carry some concern. We all do. But the thing is, folks, don't, don't let it consume you. Don't let it take over every bit of what you think about every day, all day. Because you know what? It says here in Psalms 46, uh, 46 it says, God is our refuge and strength. Every present help and trouble, therefore, will not, will not fear Though the earth gives away, though the mountains be moved into the hearts of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. That we're going to go through, we're going to go through troubles. How many of you have ever, how many of you have read this Bible by any chance? Just, so, okay, so four of you. So, so I, there's, I don't know, I don't want to say take the one in front of you in the pew because then maybe I'll get in trouble, but. Okay, I'd like more than four of you to read this, okay? Um, I'm just kidding. I know there's more than four of you that read this Bible. The thing is, is I, 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 I urge every single one of you to, to at, least, at least give the, the Word of God 15 to 20 minutes every day. First off, right? Just right out the gate. Give, give God 15 or 20 minutes of your morning. And, and, see, and see if some of the things that you carry and some of the anxieties that you have and some of the concerns that you have don't start to get answered through this word. Because this is the good news. And God has a lot of good news for, it, for you to hear. He wants to speak to you. 
He wants to talk to you. I love, I love the way God speaks to me in this Bible, right? Matter of fact, one of the best daily devotionals in the Bible is the Proverbs. You know, most of us, there's 31 days in the month, right? Well, there's 31 Proverbs. Go figure. Did you think God knew something was, that we needed something or what, right? But if anything, if anything, I urge you, when you guys leave here, <clears throat> to continue to live out what Christ has got for you. Love one another, right? We're, we all think differently in this room. And I'm sure there's somebody sitting right next to you that may think completely different than you do. And in most cases, case point and scenarios, you may even debate on how each other thinks. But guess what? If you just love one another, you'd be surprised how different things look. Because God loves us, right? I make mistakes all the time. I'm so glad that God has got forgiveness in me. So I love you. I know that God loves you. And I look forward, should I just mention it now or is that okay? I don't know what time, am I good? Because I'll go all morning. But I don't want people to start be like, you know. <laughs> um, but I really want to invite any of you who have a little bit of time after this, this uh, Sunday morning to come be downstairs with Deborah Grubbs and I. Deborah, are you going to come down, right? I, I kind of put Deborah Grubbs out there on Front Street. Now you have to go. See, Deborah? Um, but we want to share with you some more about what's going on with Street Life Ministries the growth, where we are, where we're going, um, some, future I, some future plans. I don't know, for those of you who may or may not know, um, in February we're going to launch our third site. And that's going to be in Palo Alto. It's going to be a Santa Clara County location. And um, it's going to be completely separate from what we're doing now. But I ask you to pray for that, okay? And... Um, and be, a, and be with us in partnership as far as prayer goes with, with that uh, goes. And then just come down and, and if you have any questions about anything that's going on in Redwood City and Menlo Park, Street Life Ministries, um, come join us. And I, I want to invite uh, David, is that your name, David? I would love if, if you could come down, hang out with us. You have an amazing voice. Does he got an amazing voice or what? That, that's, I'm, I'm, I, I'm casting out something right now because... Because I would love to have your voice and your guitar on a Monday night at Street Life Ministries. So just wanted to throw that out at you. And if you think about it and pray about it. If you have any questions, ask Bob. <laughs> so that's pretty much it for me. And that's, uh, I, be blessed.